at any point in time, I believe we have the power to change the story. We're the author. We can switch lanes. We can change the way we perceive things or the meanings that we put onto situations at any point. And that really changed my life. Welcome back to the Real How Feels Talk podcast. As always, I am your host, Ebony May, and today is a really, really special interview. This interview is with a woman who I flew all the way to Adelaide with my big sister to see. This woman's Snapchat stories kept me occupied when I was working full-time in my gap year. She's inspired me since I was 18 years old and even spurred my passion with health and fitness, inspiring me to study nutrition and personal training and get into the health industry myself. This is an interview with the one and only Ashley Bynes. Entrepreneur, personal trainer, speaker, wife, mother, and design powerhouse. Ashi is co-founder and creative director of the Ashi Bynes Group. Her pioneering squad app has revolutionized on-demand fitness and well-being for women across the globe. Ashi's core motivation is to encourage, support, and empower women with the resources and knowledge to live their best life. It was an absolute honor to record this episode with such an amazing woman, and I hope you guys enjoy the podcast as much as I enjoyed recording it. Without further ado, here is my interview with Ashy Bynes. Ashy, welcome to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have a conversation with you. Oh, me too. As I was saying before we turned on the mics, it's so surreal because you've made a huge impact on my life and really inspired me the past five years. You're actually one of the reasons I started studying nutrition and being a personal trainer. So it's such an honor today. Oh, that's so cool. I love, that's my whole purpose with like showing up on social media is just to inspire in some way, shape or form. So to hear that, it's really, really nice to know that I've been a small part of your journey. Oh, definitely. Um, so I always ask guests the same question, but because it's such an unprecedented time, I wanted to start by asking, how are you at this time and how is everything going? Oh, thank you for asking. That's really nice. People don't, people don't often ask, like, how are you and genuinely ask. So that's really nice of you. I actually <laughs> feel, I feel pretty good today, but I'll, I would be lying if I said I felt like that every day at the moment. There's definitely been days where I'm like, oh my gosh, what is happening? I miss normality. But overall, I've been pretty good and just found a new normal and just stopped to appreciate the simpler things in life, like slower mornings means more cuddles with my son instead of rushing around. Slowing down means I've been able to do a lot of inner work that's like healing and helping me through some old wounds that I you know, need to get through. Um, just more quality time and, and it's kind of helped me realign and readjust things to really find out what's actually important to me for this year and going forward. So there's it's always silver lining. Obviously, I know there's lots of tragedy going on as well. But for me personally, I think I've definitely used this time to reset and um, kind of start fresh. So I'm feeling good. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, with that in mind, I like to ask every guest, what does real health mean to you? Real health to me, I mean, rewind 10 years ago, I thought it was just going to the gym and like having green juices. <laughs> and <laughs> fast forward to now, I feel like it's all the one percenters. So it's, it is moving your body, making sure that you are nourishing your body with loads of nutrients and, and, and healthy foods and soul foods as well. So what I mean by soul foods, is not just things that are clean and organic, like things that you enjoy, because even if you're eating healthy, if your relationship with yourself and with food isn't 
good, I wouldn't consider you healthy. Your mindset is so important. So that's another thing is your mindset, where it's at, the the meanings you're putting onto situations, how you're responding versus reacting to certain situations, just where you are emotionally each day in your your state of being is a form of health as well. Um, how grounded you are, I think that's really healthy. If you're always on the go and not stopping and, and breathing and grounding yourself, I, I feel like your overall state can affect your health. Your sleep, sleep is not spoken about enough, but if your sleep is off, your gut's probably off, your stress is off, and that is just a vicious cycle you don't want to go down. So I feel like it's all the 1% is that we need to make sure we are balanced in and putting equal amount of energy into rather than just focused on going to the gym, if that makes sense. Oh, 100%. It's so holistic. And I was the same. I think I used to really think that way. And as I've gotten a little bit older, it's really become a more holistic thing for me. So I definitely resonate with you. I love that that word holistic. It's so so true, isn't it? Mm, 100%. So when I listen to podcast interviews, often the interviewer will ask the interviewee, what do you do? And to me, people are so much more than what they do. So I like to ask my guests what stage of life you're at and how does that feel and look like? Oh, that's a deep, big question. What stage of life am I at? I feel like I feel like I'm like still stuck in my twenties, but I'm a proper adult now because I'm over thirty. <laughs> I I'm in a mix of it all. Like obviously, I've got a little boy who's you know four, four, nearly four and a half years old. So I'm definitely you know in parenthood mode, but I'm also really aligned with my career and my passions. So I feel very grounded and on track for achieving what I want to achieve in life. So I used to, I feel like in my early twenties, I felt a bit lost with where I was at and what direction to take. But the older I get, the more I'm like, yes, I'm on the right path. And I I have a lot of faith too, that even if I'm not on the right path, like something will shift me to make me get back on that path. So I feel like I'm at a very balanced and grounded point in my life, which is really nice to be at. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Um, so you've been in the health and fitness industry for, is it over a decade now? Yeah. A... Yep, that makes me sound old. Wow. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you've been sharing and helping others with your balanced and healthy lifestyle. And I feel like sometimes from the outside looking in, it can feel a little bit like you've always had that healthy lifestyle down and that healthy relationship with food and exercise down. Can you speak a little bit about your own transition into a healthier life and then how it became such a passion for you? Yeah, definitely. I know it's so easy these days on social media to just like have a scroll of someone's page or watch their stories and be like, wow, she has it all together. It must just be easy for her. But mm-hmm. I guarantee it's just not the case for anyone. I think it, it first started when I met my husband, Steve, when I was 19. He had already been in the health and fitness space for close to 10 years. And with a bit of background on my family, most people, and this sounds heavy, but it's the truth, most family members of mine have passed away from bowel cancer. Um, they've Mm -hmm. never been able to go to the toilet. They really, really bad health, low energy, really bad skin. Um, and it it seems to be this, this pattern and, you know, it's like, oh, it's it's your genes. It's just what all your family have. And I was the same. I met my husband. I was like, I, yeah, I'm lucky if I go to the toilet once a fortnight, it was, it was bad. And Steve was like, okay, well, can I just alter a few things in your diet and just I want to observe what you're eating and, you know, how you're moving and let's just see if we can try and regulate you a little bit more and get some more energy and get some more health into you. And the things that I thought were healthy were of, were not healthy. Um, mm-hmm. So we changed a few things, just even adding more water and, you know, 
swapping my orange juice for green smoothies and swapping my white bread for wholemeal bread, like just simple things like that made such a difference. And, you know, within a couple of months, I was a totally new person. I just had so much more energy. I was going to the toilet every single day. My skin got better. I just felt like I had this new zest for life and it all came down to nutrition and moving my body. And when I started to help him with his with his boot camps that he was running, I found so many women were just in the same position as me, feeling so lost and frustrated with their body and their health and their energy and their skin and their moods. And I just thought, gosh, so many women feel alone with this and I just want to help them get out of that funk that they're in. So let's just start by motivating them to make a couple of small changes within their lifestyle. And um, I got qualified to become a personal trainer and we had a boot camp together, which just took off and exploded around Australia. We had 75 locations across Australia within a year um, and it was changing girls' lives. It was awesome. The transformations, not only with their bodies, but with their mindsets and their health and their energy was just the best. And I honestly become addicted to helping people. And I still have that mm-hmm. addiction now. It's just more of an online space and more holistic. It's not just the training and the food. Um, so that's kind of like in a nutshell where it all started and stemmed from. And, you know, since then it's been really awesome to also be able to help. I've got two brothers and my mom, I don't have a big family, but they're now all going to the toilet and they're now feeling tons better, like so much better just from little things that I've changed within their diets and lifestyles. And it's so cool that we all had this limiting belief that, you know, this is just how our family is. We're just unhealthy and we have to feel like shit. And that's just, you know, that's just how it is, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. I'm sure there's definitely hereditary and genetics that we can't control, but I feel like there is so much with our lifestyle and our health that we can control. And it just takes a bit of focus and education behind that to change and shift things into the right direction. Oh, 100%. And as a nutritionist, it just makes me feel so great to hear like, and you still now, I think when I think personally, Ashley Bynes, I think swapping for healthier alternatives. You're not somebody who's making people just have chicken and rice and, you know, just drink water. You have smoothies and clean treats. And I just love that mentality because there's no restriction about it. And sometimes when people think health, they're still thinking restriction. So the healthy alternative that really kicked your journey that's sort of what you're known for really, which is really cool. I love hearing that because it's still to this day what I love to teach. It's not about restriction. It's about finding what works for you personally and what you enjoy. If I tell someone to just eat chicken and and rice and broccoli and they hate all of those foods, they're not even going to last a day and then they're going to think they're a failure and they're going to go into that vicious cycle of starting again Monday or this doesn't work for me and all those limiting beliefs will come in. But there's so many ways to be healthy and so many alternatives and so many simple little things that we can do each day that will benefit us, you know, overall, if we just look at it as a bigger picture, um, it can be a really fun, exciting journey to get to know your body and get to know what does work for you. And what works for you might be a little bit different to me, but that's the whole fun of it. It is a journey to go on. Yeah, completely. I love that so much. So you've recently launched your podcast, Ashy Binds Raw and Real. And a few years ago, you had your own reality show on YouTube titled Ashy Binds Raw, which I've actually started rewatching since isolation and loving. Oh, cool. <laughs> awesome. Uh, what does being real and raw mean to you? And why is it important for you to portray this through your online presence and daily life? Being raw and real for me is just being my true authentic self, no matter what. And I think it, it's always been quite natural for me to jump onto, you know, Snapchat or social media and just be myself. I never felt pressure at the start of this whole social media world, which, you know, I entered quite early on. It wasn't a big thing. And then 
is a very big thing now, but it's always come quite organically to me. Whereas nowadays I feel like there's a lot more pressure on social media to have this picture-perfect body, this picture-perfect life, this picture-perfect relationship. Um, and it's just not realistic. And I think for our younger generation, these, you know, our, our high school girls and people that are following us and looking up to us, it just sets up these unrealistic expectations and then they're constantly feeling, feeling like they're not good enough or they're doing something wrong. And it's just not what I want them to feel because let's face it, life is full of ups and downs. It's like a constant roller coaster ride that we're on and we have to learn to flow through all of those ups and downs um, and take the lessons from them. Otherwise, we don't grow. If everything was just all good all the time, then where do the lessons come from? How can we grow? How can we move on to newer things and set our baseline a bit higher if we don't have those bumps along the road? So that's why I'm getting on and being really raw and real with all of my ups and downs, whether it's to do with health, whether it's to do with relationships, whether it's to do with business or motherhood or whatever it might be, we all have them. And it it takes me off a pedestal that anyone might've put me on. It reminds us all that we're all on this same journey. Yes, we have different cards that are dealt and yes, we have different hardships. That is life, but we all do experience similar emotions. And, you know, if we can just support each other a little bit more and be a little bit more compassionate and understanding and less less assumptions and less judgment than this online space. If we are more raw and real and more authentic, it creates more connection and connection is just what humans are craving so much more of, but authentic connection. I just, social media for me, I don't want it to just be a feed of perfect photos. I want it to be that real authentic connection so that we can support each other and help each other and learn from each other um, through this journey of life. Cause then it's, it's, it's cool if we can do that for each other. Oh, totally. And I think you do such a great job of it. Like when you jump on your Snapchat and I might've had a not so good skin day and you're like, oh my gosh, look at this pimple. It's like, you know, got its own postcode. And I'm just like, oh my God, yes. That makes me feel so much better because sometimes like, and at the end of the day, we all know that everybody goes through things, but I think if you're only faced with like perfect images of other people's lives, you forget that. Definitely. hundred percent. And there is some girls I follow where they just look so perfect 24 7 and like even myself I have to catch myself and I'm like oh god like how do they look so good and like everything seems so perfect in their life like you you have to catch yourself not going down that rabbit hole of comparison because it just makes you feel like crap it doesn't achieve anything Mm -hmm. and it's it's not real it really isn't yeah exactly I want to switch gears a little bit here and talk about something a bit different so through your social media platforms, you've mentioned a few times about the unhealthy relationship we had with your stepfather growing up um, and the limiting beliefs and victim mentality this left you with. How did you change those beliefs and rewrite your story? Yeah, it was quite a long journey. It wasn't something that happened overnight. Um, and I suppose for anyone listening, in a, in a nutshell, I don't know my real father and I had my stepfather look after me with my mum since I was quite young. And, you know, he just told me all these horrible things growing up. You're dumb. You're not worthless. You are a waste of space. No one's going to love you. All these horrible things. And, you know, I started to believe them growing up because it was, you know, supposedly a man that I was my stepfather. I was meant to trust him and love him and respect him. So what he was saying, I was like, oh God, that, that must be the truth. And I, I made it become my truth. And then I went to a course called Date with Destiny with Anthony Robbins. And He did a whole day on the stories that we tell ourselves and how they become our limiting beliefs. And basically, I mean, obviously it was a whole day course, but we don't have much time here. Basically, he got Mm -hmm. us to ask 
ourselves some questions. And it's like, am I actually that dumb? Just because he said that, is that actually the truth? Hmm. No, no, it's not. That's not actually true. Am I worthless? Am I not lovable? Like, am I never going to find someone? Then I would just turn to look at Steve and be like, well, I have found someone that loves me for who I am. And when I started to lean into it, instead of just being like, oh, no one loves me. I'm not worthy. I'm so dumb, blah, 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 which has only ever held me back and made me feel like crap. When I started to lean into that a little bit more, I just realized it was a whole heap of BS stories that I have been telling myself for so many years. And yes, he told me those for so many years, but it was my choice to believe them. It became my truth. And at any point in time, I believe we have the power to change the story. We're the author. We can switch lanes. We can change the way we perceive things or the meanings that we put onto situations at any point. And that can that really changed my life. And even now when those stories might reappear every now and again, I just ask myself, is that the truth? Is that a, sorry, excuse my language, a bullshit story that you're telling yourself, Ash, or is that actually the truth? And most of the time it's not. It's, it's a fear that's coming up and we use that as almost like a protective mechanism to, so we don't take that leap in case we fail or, you know, whatever might be arising. Um, but it's really good to just ask yourself some empowering questions and see where it's all coming from. And a lot of the time it's old wounds that we need to heal And if we don't heal them, they're going to keep resurfacing and holding us back from our true potential and hold us back from living the life that we want to live. So that's kind of in a nutshell. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's amazing. I feel like the exercise of asking yourself questions and seeing your own limitations is, is really tangible, like something that people can actually take away. So thank you for mentioning that. You're so welcome. So something else that you talk a lot about, which you actually introduced me to, because as I said, off mic I think it was I've been following you since I was 18 or 19 um, and you talk a lot about masculine and feminine energy so and looking into your life and knowing you know what you do with your work and stuff like that like running your own businesses and being an entrepreneur there's a lot of masculine energy tasks in your day-to-day life how do you sort of balance your masculine and feminine edge energy it's a really good question and I've actually been exploring it with myself a lot this last couple of weeks um, with everything that's been going on. And I used to think that I had to wear a masculine hat when I was working and getting stuff done and blah, blah, blah. And then my feminine hat was almost like more free flowing and more slow and doesn't really have a connection or relationship to time. And then what I discovered, because I'm working with a personal coach at the moment, is that I have a lot of judgments around the masculine and the feminine energy that actually holds me back. And if you think about masculine and feminine energy, they should be working together. But instead, I would kind of like picture it like this. I had a masculine hat and a, and a feminine hat and they had their backs to each other, whereas they should actually be working together and dancing together. So I try not to separate them too much. I can still be in a feminine flow and get things done, whereas I thought I just had to be masculine. And that didn't feel good for me. I like being, I feel best when I'm feminine at my core so I'm trying to bring them together to be able to work together that I can wear both hats but but combine them and not separate them so much because when I separate them so much, I almost felt like I wasn't being as authentic as what I want to be or what I felt like I needed to be. Um, mm-hmm. There is certain times, of course, like even motherhood, yes, it's a, it's a feminine role, but it also is quite structured and there is things that you need to get done and I feel like you do bring in a lot of masculine energy because you're you're child you know relies on you to survive and there's a lot of needs that need to be met and you can't flow as much but there's there is a beautiful flow in just being with them and 
going with the flow and learning from them and seeing what the day brings as well. So it's, it is a hard juggle, but I feel like I've had a switch in my mind now that I'm bringing the two together rather than separating and it's helped it feel, feel like a more of a, a beautiful connection rather than a disconnection of the two energies. Yeah, I love that so much. And I think you're so right. It's so easy to look at tasks and by the like stereotypical characteristic in terms of whether it's feminine or masculine to sort of be like, okay, I've got to put that hat on now. But I guess learning to play with those energies and work, let them work for you instead of trying to fit into their boxes. That's a really cool um, mentality. Definitely. And even in your relationship, like, you know, typically I'm, you know, with a male, but he likes to be the masculine one. I want to be the feminine one. But we, we both have both energies and it's beautiful both for both of us to tap into them. He feels better at his core when he is more masculine. I feel better when I am feminine and that polarity like does bring us close and super connected. But we can both now appreciate when I do have my more masculine times and he drops into his feminine energy and we're learning to like really embrace and enjoy those as well rather than being like, oh, you need to be the masculine one and I need to be the feminine one. And that's how the relationship's meant to be. It's like, no, we can both tap into both and it can actually work really beautifully together when we embrace it all. Yeah, I love that. It sounds like instead of it being a rigid transition, you've worked, being able to work on getting it into being a flow, which yeah. sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you also host a second podcast uh, with your husband, Steve, called The Lessons Podcast, which I love to listen to. You inspire me a lot to focus on the lesson, even in really shitty situations. So thank you for that. Um but what is one of your biggest life lessons? Oh, that's a tough question. One of. Um, God, it's so hard to pick one. I feel like I could talk to you for hours and, and tell so many. <laughs> but I suppose the one that really resonates with me the most and that I always go back to through tough times and through good times is just to have faith that everything's going to work out the way it's meant to be. I think when I was younger, I used to get so caught up in having a plan. If this didn't work out, I'd be like, oh, you know, no, that's not meant to happen and get so stressed and worked up about things. But now when something doesn't happen, I really try not to give it too much energy and um, let it affect me because I'm like, okay, well, that obviously hasn't worked out for a reason. And when I look back on my life, say even five years, you know, certain things that happen, whether that's um, a, a business not working out or a friendship that's grown apart. It's like, oh, thank goodness that happened because it led me to this person or it led me to this opportunity. Like I'm so grateful for everything that hasn't worked out, but I wish back then that I just had a bit more faith that I was, that that was meant to be because then I wouldn't have put myself through all of that pain and discomfort and like being a victim of why is this happening? If I just had faith that, okay, I don't know what this is right now. I don't know why this is happening, but I do trust that this is going to happen for the right reasons and I'm going to see the gift soon. It makes the transition um, through those type of times a bit more easier to go through and a bit more exciting rather than, oh, why is this happening and freaking out because that doesn't achieve anything and it doesn't feel nice. So what's the point in putting that energy into it? So just having faith and trust that you know, the universe, God, spirit, whatever, however you want to may look at it, has your back and you, everything is going to work out the way it's meant to. Yeah, 100%. I think that's such a great lesson, especially going through what we're going through right now. Yeah, exactly. We are, and we're not in control of a lot of things right now, but we just have to, we have to find the silver linings, find the gifts, find the lessons and 
really try to let go because we, we don't know what the future holds right now and just we've got to trust that this is for a greater purpose. And I do believe it. I believe that I've found so many gifts throughout this situation for mother nature, for connection, for opportunity, for growth, for getting out of things that, you know, weren't aligned. There's so many gifts if we look for them. And I'm not naive to know that there isn't tragedy as well. But, you know, we have you choose what you focus on and what you focus on is what you feel. So I'm really trying to find find the light in all of it. I love that. And I think that, yes, obviously there is tragedy going on, but I think that for the people who can find the light and they focus on that, it's only going to help others feel more positive too. So I don't think, I think like I went through a stage because I've been able to use this time to learn a lot and do more courses and I feel personally bettered by the experience. And I went through a phase of being like, oh my God, I'm so guilty. Like this is such a bad time, but really it's just seeing the light in the situation. So I love that you said that. And just doing the best you can. Everyone's situation is so different. I just... I really dislike it when people come on and, you know, compare, I'm doing it, going through this and you've got it easy or this and that. Like everyone's just doing the best they can with the cards that they're dealt. No one, you know, no one asked for COVID-19 to come into their lives, but we are really just all adapting and pivoting and doing the best that we can. And I truly believe that with each and every single person. Oh, 100%. I have so enjoyed chatting to you about all of these things. Ashley, thank you so much. I just have a little segment left, which is quick cues, which is just three questions off the top of your head. First answer. You ready? Yeah, ready. Fire. (laughs) Okay. Your favorite clean treat? Caramel almond dough. Beach walk or city? Beach walk. That was easy. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Um, And your favorite quote? Oh, you you grow through what you go through. Oh, I love that. That I so know. ties into your life lesson. <laughs> it so hits the feels, doesn't it? You, you grow through what you go through. I love it. I love that too. Ashi, thank you so much for joining us today. And I can't wait to hear and see more from you. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I hope everyone enjoyed it. And that brings me to the end of another episode of the Wheel Health Real Talk podcast. Guys, I'm so grateful for you listening and I hope that you enjoyed this episode. In the meantime, if you want to see or hear more from me, please jump over to my Instagram at Ebony May Health and I will see you there. Until the next episode, I wish you happiness and real health.